In this week's episode with Russ and Jordan, you'll be hearing more colorful language than normal. Listener discretion is advised. key. I am. This week I have been experiencing a head cold that just will not leave me. So yes, today I'm here, (sighs) but I'm not my good morning self. That's hard. (laughs) That took a lot out of you. It did. It did. But inside, that's how I feel. That's how you feel. Even though bodily, energetically, this is where I am today. It's just not, not quite there. Yeah. So. So last week we left off at. Yeah. Last week we were talking about uh, our insane, I guess, honeymoon or reach out to David and Simona in Poland. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yes, please come. And we're like, well, okay then. That's what we were going to talk about this week. And we still will. Eventually. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll put a pin in it. But instead... Segway! Drum roll, please. I want to introduce something called My Brain Hates Me. A series with Russ and Jordan. Uh, Yeah, this is... Well, since you got whammied with this head cold the last couple days, I got whammied with a migraine, and it laid me out. For couple days. Couple days. I slept most of yesterday. I pulled an absolute Harry Potter. I'll be in my room making no noise and pretending I don't exist. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you listening, um, we found this to be a perfect time to pause and talk about brain health because it's things that we have been learning about ourselves and dealing with our whole lives. And we knew it was something we wanted to share with everyone just to start the conversation, share experiences. People can relate. Yeah. Like it's it's common and it's not often discussed. And so yeah, we thought, well, what a great opportunity. <laughs> it just so happened. Yes, that this, this week. Is, yep. I got... My ass kicked by my brain. Yes. Which happens. Yeah. So often. tell, yeah. So share more of your story with, with migraines and like how you first learned that that's actually what you were having yeah. and what your journey's been like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I got an official diagnosis of, you know, I, I have migraines when I was like 18 or 19. It was just because, I remember going into my GP at the time and, you know, whatever, getting a checkup, all that. And I'm like, but I, I always have a headache. Like my head is always hurting. Sometimes it's worse, but whenever I stop to think about it, if I, you know, really take a, an inventory of how am I feeling, like my head hurts. My GP at the time I was like, that sounds like something maybe a little bit more than just headaches. I mean, I had MRIs, I had CT scans, I had, you know, all sorts of different tests done. And finally, when I was describing my my head is killing me, it's almost like I'm hallucinating sometimes. I'm seeing things. Any light is too bright. Sounds are too loud. Smells are too much. I literally just want to curl
curl up and pretend I don't exist until it goes away. And sometimes it makes you quite nauseated. Yeah, I definitely have had the nausea before. And finally, I've seen a neurologist, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, started me on different medications to try and, and knock it out and or at least knock down the frequency of having migraines. And I've gone through phases where I've done really good and haven't had migraines for an extended period. And then I go through some where it happens all the time. Yeah, like every two weeks, I think. I mean, I this mean, last yeah, a couple of years ago, before we started looking at different alternatives for you, mm-hmm. for management, it was. It was like it every was, two or three weeks, and like or, we had you track it, and we were looking for like triggers. Or, I mean, well, <laughs> we did the whole thing. Like my original diagnosis, like, well, you know, maybe it's caffeine related. So I cut out caffeine. Yeah. we. Yeah. Maybe it's sugar related. So, you know, stopped anything refined sugar. Mm-hmm. So first off, I love coffee mm. and I love sugar. <laughs> he does, y'all. He does. And so cutting that out and then. Oh, you know, it was just not worth living life. Not Listen. That. <laughs> and then going back to my neurologist and. You know, well, maybe it's it's not your you're drinking enough water. You're just not drinking enough. You're you're dehydrated, and so I you know, started doing the gallon of water a day, or what was it, half half your body weight in ounces. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's a crap ton of water, and I'm still getting migraines. And then they're like, well, maybe it's because you're drinking too much water. Like, come <laughs> on, y'all. Like, yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't have me drinking too little and too much. So just trying to find triggers, things like that. But yeah, it went from even just this past year where I didn't have one for almost three months. Yes. And then I had almost one set off one week, lasted a few days. It started to wane. It happened again, mm-hmm. started to wane. Like it just keeps, and it's like, is it part of the same thing? Is it part of, you know, just different? It's all related. It's all my brain, but... Yeah, so going back to the whole experience. Well, tell us, I know you describe some of the symptoms that you mm-hmm. have when the migraine, you know, comes on. And you also share, and you talk about this a lot, like you you are exceptional at pain management because you block it out, like you tune it out. Because you you said, you know, whenever I check in, yeah, my brain always hurts. Yeah. So you ignore that. You've trained yourself how to ignore that to be able to function. Yeah. And so now that we're in our late 30s, wink, wink. (laughs) See, episode one. Now that we're in our late 30s, um, you have gained a lot more... I think self-awareness in terms of pre-migraine or early migraine symptoms. Mm -hmm. And then when you notice them, that allows you to check in and actually realize, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm having a migraine right now. I got to take care of me. Yeah. So share with the, (laughs) share with everybody what you notice are some of your, your pre-migraine indicators. Yeah. I mean, the, some of the, the more consistent ones over the years were the sensitivity to light and the sensitivity to sound. Mm-hmm. 
And even when I was first diagnosed, just because of where I worked in the loud environment and, and things like that, like it wasn't like constant loud, but there was always background noise and things happening and, you know, air filtration systems and all that. Being at work with inconsistent volume levels was really hard. Yeah. And so even like I would put in my headphones any music that I knew really well. Like it didn't have to be anything even soft, but if it if I knew it well because I knew it and I knew what to expect. Mm, that predictability. Yeah. And so I could, you know, kind of block everything else out. Um, yeah, the sensitivity to light. I remember even being in my late teens, I guess, and laying on the couch at one of my cousin's house and they were sitting there eating like a bowl of cereal or something and just hearing like the chewing noises from even across the room was enough to set me off and nausea, vomiting, I want to die. Wow. Um, which was so weird. Kind of the funniest symptom. I don't know that it's funny to anybody who's on the receiving end of it, but over the last few years that I have noticed so much more, I think it's definitely your fault because um, you called me out on it. <laughs> but it yeah, is just... Yeah, I'm aware of it. This is great, yeah, because this happened literally this week with Russ oh, when he goodness. had his migraine this week. So yeah. tell, tell this because so, it's... Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for those of you, hold on, let me put a pin here. Wait, if you know Russ, you know, like, you're easygoing, like, you're a good dude, like, you're not going to hurt anyone, be mean, like, you really have great heart. Okay. Like, you're going to tell I have the, a migraine. You're going to tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but that's you. That's you. And that's how most all of us know you. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, talk about, talk about Bruce <laughs> Banner. Bruce, Bruce Hulk. Yeah. Bruce Hulk. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this, I mean, and again, this goes back to 2020 when we were all, you know, shut down. The world was Oh, when we were all quarantined. Yeah. yeah, and you were here. And I was oh, yes. working from home, and that was- This is a good story. An interesting time, but- because of the company that I work for that um, got pulled over from actually being at work in person to support. Remotely. Yeah. And I just remember having a deal with a customer one day. It was just like, like people do over the phone. Um, I feel like phone calls dehumanize people a lot, but yes. um, just getting. That'll be another know, mini series. A little bit, you know, berated, attacked when I'm just trying to help yeah, this, this person out. I and I remember, I'm fairly certain what I said to cause you to come in <laughs> was something along the lines of, it is not my fault that you are in this situation. I am trying to help you. And if you don't listen to the advice that I have, I can't do anything for you. And it's not my fault you are in this situation. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan comes and, in. And and let's just pause there because those may have been the words in which you you said. Yes, definitely not the tone, I'm sure. But the tone and the volume. Uh, and I was like, oh, these girls are crazy. He's going to get fired. Like, he's got, he's got, we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> and, I'm not, and I wasn't supposed to go in the room because that's just, you know, how it is with privacy and confidentiality. But I was like, babe, you, mm, you're done. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> hang up that phone. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was the like one of the first times that I really had that clarity of that build up to my brain trying to kill me. Exactly. Because it really, I mean, yes, you have tough customers, but you in your right mind, right, are able to manage, deal with it. But when a migraine is coming on and you're having it, your emotional regulation. Emotional regulation, you're already in fight or flight. Exactly. This is something that my brother pointed out to me, my sister as well. Like for my brother, he notices when he has a migraine coming on because it's in my family. Like both yeah, of my definitely. siblings that have it. That has to be genetic. Yeah. yeah, there's some some component there for sure. Um, but he gets the the protective shoulders. He starts to to you know mm-hmm. hunch up, and you know it's very much fight or flight. So you know you're you're trying to protect yourself from this thing that's attacking you, but the thing that is attacking you is literally your brain. Mm -hmm. Um, Can't escape it. So yeah, your, your tolerance for, or my tolerance for bullshit gets, oh, dropped to the basement. Like, yeah, there is zero. Like I, I have none. And again, you know, that was the, the first experience of that really. The awareness. The awareness of, of it. This is indicating mm-hmm. to me, oh, how's Something, my brain? Something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so this week I was at work and I did something and, you know, there were multiple steps and the last step was to undo the first step, which I did. Of course you did. And You're always in excellence. So was doing something and somebody else was like, you didn't do this. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> it's done. I did it. I, you know, very, coming full at very you. intense. I'm like, you best get my name out your mouth when you start talking about that, about <laughs> that, because I did it correct. That's not even the thing that I used. Like, so just, we're in full Hulk, Hulk, Hulk mode, mode right now. And okay. It after the fact, it's so funny because most people don't see me that unfiltered no no we yes we keep hulk inside yeah um and so (laughs) my buddy at work that i was talking with about this like there were several people in the room and we're just like laughing Mm -hmm. because i am being so aggressive Mm -hmm. fight mode fight mode yeah and of course after the fact i had to you know i definitely took some drugs to try and kick the migraine and once everything was a little bit tamed i'm like all right i'm sorry i was being an asshole like it it's not you here's why that's not an excuse that's just the reason why yes Um, like hopefully to help not take it personally yeah you know yeah Yeah. and i mean i've i've done that several times because you know you can never control where your brain attacks you like whether you're at work, whether you're at home, know, whether yeah. we're on vacation. It's happened when we're on vacation uh, yeah. and, and things. And I'm like, okay, so like, this isn't a you thing. This is mm-hmm. a me thing. It came out at you. Mm-hmm. And I apologize. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to be a dick. Mm-hmm. Got the you know original diagnosis, put on drugs. And sometimes they support and sometimes, and sometimes they not. don't. I mean, the, the first one that I was on, I don't know if you remember that, but the... The side effects of that... It were worse than having a migraine. Were, I mean, it was... I could drink 
two, three gallons of water and still be dehydrated. Yep. And a worse breath because everything is just dry. Mm -hmm. That was just a nightmare. And then finally, you know, over the last few years, being able to really get it pinpointed down to what does support me and what doesn't. Yep. How to manage it. I remember going in to my GP maybe two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And for something unrelated, but I'm sitting there and lights off, eyes covered. She came in and she's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm dying. My brain hurts. I want to go home. She gave me Nurtec, which worked. It helped it, knock it out. Yeah, because it's considered an abortive. Like you that's, take it yeah, early and it, it helps to eliminate yeah. um, or kind of nip it in the bud before yeah. it before the migraine yeah, blooms. Fully. fully, yeah. Yeah, usually it can. And that was the first like deep relief I feel like you've ever experienced. Yeah. And you thought, this is a miracle. This is great. Okay. <laughs> well, also, I... Like if I could knock myself out right now, right, it'd like, be preferable. I just, I just want to beat my head against the desk until I'm not awake because I'm in that much pain. Which also, I drove myself to the doctor's office that day. <laughs> and do you remember that conversation? Probably not. Probably not. But he's I'm, in Hulk mode at that point, ladies and gentlemen. I'll do it myself. I was like, babe, I think you should let me drive you. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, driving. Uh, okay, babe. I love you. Bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, not the smartest decision I've ever made. But starting to get the right medications, talking about just openly. Well, I think this is it, right? Yeah. And this is why you so wanted to be able to incorporate this in our podcast is because the once you and I started actually talking about it, it created this curiosity where we could like look for things and look at things and mm -hmm. they weren't personal. They're just information that then we could be empowered to use and do things yeah. with. And then that led to different conversations with you for teammates of yours yeah. and supporting well, them in migraines. And then... Also, I mean talking about it with my siblings. Exactly. None of us growing up, even though we probably all experienced a lot of the same things growing up. Yeah, we didn't like, talk about it. No. It would not. It's like, this is just, this is normal. This is just how it is. Well, I didn't know that none of my friends or an overwhelming majority of, I was talking to somebody one day and they're like, I've never had a headache in my life. Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, but to your point, I mean, especially as a child growing up, like everything to you that you're experiencing is normal because you've yeah. known nothing else. So without talking and hearing other people's experiences, you can't possibly know. Yeah. Like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, so being able to clearly state, and then, yeah, it was a, a long process of cataloging. Yes. Making note of the symptom the onset, the day, the duration, all of that, just being able to go in and be like, no, I have this information. Here's what I've been experiencing. And also finding a doctor that supports, you know, I don't know, some people maybe aren't totally honest and might go in asking for medications for pain relief for things that don't exist. But having a doctor that trusts that I know my experience and what my body is telling me yeah, and we've um, been very fortunate and blessed, and we're mindful and intentional. Like, we choose doctors who partner with mm -hmm. us, um, who get just as curious, who care more for our quality of life. Mm -hmm. 
And so, yeah, because we are in partnership, like our part right, is to track and notice and collect as much data and information as possible to set the doctor up to win. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal in the partnership. And so, yeah, we've been pretty meticulous about things. Mm-hmm. And through our own experiences, we've learned how to become very good advocates yeah, for ourselves. For ourselves. And so for those listening, if you are suffering with anything, you know, just know it's it is up to you to mm-hmm. advocate for you and your health and what you need and are looking for for us in our journey. Yeah. I mean think about, you know, how many specialists you saw, like you said, this journey started twenty years ago and really only in the last five mm-hmm. have we found a true partner in a in the medical profession that's been able to support you mm-hmm. properly. And so you had to go through Right. All of the frogs, right, to find the prince, quote unquote. I mean, that's how it's been. So just for anyone listening, like your health matters. And Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage everybody to not settle and pursue what you get to have. Yeah. You're worthy. You're worthy of being taken care of. Yeah, really. I mean, if if anything, just you are not in it by yourself. You may be feeling that way. Mm Mm-hmm. But there are other people out there who have been in a similar experience, who have come through it, who can advocate for you. Like you were saying, I know the look on people. Mm -hmm. My sister knows the look on people. She's texted me before when we've sent a picture from a trip and she's like, having a migraine? Yeah, she can see it right in your eyes. And being able to, I will look at people when we're at work and I'm like, dude, you are dying leave. They're like, oh no, I'm okay. I'm like, I I will go to bat for you. Just leave. You are important. Worst case scenario, I will give you some Excedrin migraine. I know it's not going to do a lot, but I'll give you some Excedrin. I'll give you, you know, whatever I can Mm non-prescription to help blunt that edge. Yeah. Because you, you actually know what it feels like. Yeah. Um, It's something that I've never experienced and I can't relate to. It does. It feels sometimes like you're going a little bit crazy. Mm, Um, I mean, especially because migraines can have so many different auras and presentations. and And everyone experiences them extremely uniquely. Like no one person has the exact same experience or the same experience every time. Every time, yeah. Like sometimes... I lose vision. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I, you know, have the the halo and Mm -hmm. visual auras. Sometimes it's, you know, the auditory stuff and sometimes it's, so it's just all varied. Uh, But yeah, it, it can wear on on someone. It can Mm -hmm. really, really be debilitating and suck. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, hopefully you never experience that coming from somebody who has, but also if you have, just looking out for other people who are in a similar experience. Like I, I love that now my sister, even though my nephews are nine. Yeah. Um, but I is starting to see what could very well be migraines. But my sister being so intent and aware because she's experienced migraines as long as I have, longer, because mm-hmm. she's my older sister. <laughs> I know you're so happy that you you put that in there. I got to, I got to get that in there. Um, <laughs> but 
but because, you know, we know what to look for mm-hmm. and me with people that I work with and, and things like that, like I get to stand for those who don't know what's going on, just like she can for her son. Mm-hmm. I call it my brain hates me because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like I am under attack by my own brain. Mm-hmm. This is and terrible. So because what we know is in this, and I don't know, we should get all the details, but. I feel like it's been within the last year, maybe a little or longer, but two. not much. Yeah. And so at that time, seven years old, mm-hmm. right? Just would be in school, all of a sudden not feel well, all of a sudden throw up. Yeah. I'll come home, right? And want to come you home. Know, and- yep. Same thing happened at home or like be irrationally angry for just nothing. Just yeah. boom. And so, yeah, those, because you and your sister and your brother have started this conversation yourselves about adults and the migraines you're experiencing mm-hmm. and getting, you know, and then like you say, being able to be mindful and like see it in each other. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my goodness, what if this is what he's experiencing at seven years old? And then for you, like what we talked about, you know, you noticed it in your late teens, like to finally be able to have that conversation. But I'm sure when you even look back in your childhood, you could go, oh my gosh, of course, like from a young age, this is what I was experiencing, even though I didn't know and no one else was able to support me. Yeah. That's exactly what was going on. I mean, I, I can remember at least a couple of times and in probably elementary, early middle school, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, like waking up and just feeling like absolute garbage. Mm. My head hurts and I'm nauseous and like all of this. And all I can describe is I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. I couldn't pinpoint it as much. Just everything was terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. Also, I wasn't a fan of school at that age. So of course, I don't want to go to school. It's early in the morning and I'm tired and I don't want to walk the driveway and get on the bus and sit on the bus for all of that. So you can go to school. It's fine. You'll you'll feel better as the day goes on. And again, like you can't advocate for what you don't know. Oh, exactly. And so, like, no fault of my parents. No, no. If you could stay home for a, air quote, sick day, how often would you have? I can remember a couple of those times when I was younger, between probably 10 and 15-ish, that I had them. And just thinking, going back to the awareness of, well, if I stop to think about it, how often do I have a headache Mm -hmm. all the time? And so that was just the the background noise of my life mm-hmm. was a headache. Right. Always there. Oh, so for those of you listening with us, we thank you for tuning in to this episode of My Brain Hates Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be doing more of these and similar health, yeah. mental health, brain-related health. Yeah. Talk about all the crap series. that we have yeah. experienced. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah, we hope you're just encouraged and feel supported in some way. And I would say too, like for for in my camp, right, not having mm-hmm. ever experienced one, but being in relationship with someone who suffers from migraines, it is also challenging because like when you are in such pain, mm-hmm. like so am I, like I'm sad for you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really hard um, and there's nothing to be done but wait, mm-hmm. wait. And so that's challenging, um, you know, from a supportive 
position. And so, yeah, for those listening again, whether you're a sufferer or you're a supporter of someone who is suffering from this or other things, it just, it's, I mean, it's not okay, but you're, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Like you're allowed to feel sad and it's a, you're, it's a, you know, it's hard. It mm-hmm. is, it's challenging and that's okay. Yeah. It's just it's, something that is happening and then you get to feel however you feel. And yeah, I just want people to know, like yeah. you said, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, and, I think of our, our last trip when I was in the hotel room fighting a migraine and you went and wandered the city by yourself and mm-hmm. and all that and how you you worded it of I'm down I'm out you're on your own because there's nothing that you can do for me I know and I don't want you to suffer with me right yeah sometimes I that. do sometimes I just want you to be close by and mm-hmm. yeah and then sometimes I'm like no just go away I yeah like, I know there's nothing that you can do Especially something like that, again, you know, it's not like I can control when it happens. No. But when we're on vacation, we should go have fun. Go have, ugh. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So all of this, you know, and it's interesting, too. I know we talk more mental health today, but when we talk about our relationship, you know, this, how we each are even in our own brain is part of the, our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so learning to you know, recognize it's not personal and this is something that is just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing we can do about it except choose how we're going to respond mm-hmm. in the moment. And there were years before, especially when we were young and, and newly married, where I know I took it super personally and like the world is ending and everything is wrong and like this is the worst ever (laughs) what was me you know and then in maturing and in having conversations about it I feel like we gained a sense of control over it almost like this now it's because we're talking about it now now it's not unknown it's not hidden it's not scary yeah and this is just what it is and so yeah, how can we support one another in these times? Yeah, I think that gives a lot of, I guess, freedom. Yeah. Like when, when you can at least put a name to what you're experiencing. Yes. Again, going early on in our relationship, and I'm sure the irritability has been a component for me and my migraines since I see you in childhood, honestly. Probably. Yeah. But I never put knew. it together. Yeah. Yeah. And again, my brain always hurts. So why is this any different? But me taking it out on you, you taking it personally, mm-hmm. just this almost loop to loop to loop of I'm being a jerk to you. You take it personally. You respond in kind. Mm-hmm. I'm already irritable. I take it bad. You take it bad. I, you know, mm-hmm. back and forth. Once yeah. years later, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, it's not you. Right. Like even like the dog's barking. I know. Yeah, that's another indicator. You know, and it's just what you said now that we have been able to talk about it openly and have awareness mm-hmm. of different triggers when you are in a short fuse, you know, it supports me being able to go, hey. I'm noticing this is migraine or something yeah, else. Yeah, how's your brain? And then that allows you to check in and go, oh, no, it's not you. 
I'm feeling something. Mm-hmm. Let me take a minute. Yeah. And so that teamwork between us even mm-hmm. really has supported home life. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> Makes yeah, everything really better. Yeah, it really has. Uh, I mean, if anybody is dealing with something like this, like reach out. Yeah. Like seriously. It helps um, to talk about it. Yeah. Like um, it gives you your power when mm. you can name it and you can start looking for things and being aware. Yeah. Woo. Yes. Makes it. Path to freedom. It, it really is. Because again, I didn't know what I was dealing with. I could only describe in part, but finally finding a doctor who listened to what I was saying. And even though I'm not speaking clinical terms, whatever, was able to understand what I was meaning. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, yeah, that seems like it sucks. Let's get you some some help yeah. that started me getting relief. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, seriously, my email is hi. Hi. At russdonald.com. That's it. Hi. And my name. So if, if you need to chat, if you need help, if you need anything, shoot us an email. Yeah, we're and here. We will we got you. respond. Yeah, Thanks that for- was that was today. That was our your inspiration to derail us off our normal topics, but it matters. It does matter. It does matter. And it's very, again, just on point with our relationship. Like things are going to come up and just like all of life, things come up and you think, oh, I have a plan. I have a plan. It's like, no, let it go. Just be in the moment and trust what's happening and look for the gift and how you can share it with others. Mm -hmm. And so that was this week's gift. (laughs) Yeah. Birth through pain and discomfort given to to us yeah. whoever's tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. Come hang out next time, next week, yeah. whatever my next day off is, when we can do another one. Mm-hmm. Um, just share life, listen to us tell stories, and see where we go. Yeah. Be encouraged. Yeah. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hopefully you had fun listening to Jordan and I talk about life and our experiences. Come back next week when we drop a new podcast and join us.